1: Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Relationships are facing new challenges these days. All of us, whether we're singled or, cu- single or coupled, we're all wondering how love can survive the pressures of social distancing and what love will look like after the pandemic has passed. Dr. Gary Salyer returns to the show today to talk about what it could mean to feel safe and loved when things are so different than they were even a year ago, and how singles and couples can continue to grow in love for themselves and for each other. So are you ready to meet him? Dr. Gary Salyer is a transformational relationship mentor. For the last decade, he's been in private practice offering singles and couples heart-centered transformation so they can rewrite the rules for love in their brains and create a love that lasts. Dr. Gary speaks to a national audience as a featured expert on various celebrity TV and radio shows such as Hay House Radio and Coast to Coast AM. He's the author of the groundbreaking book, Safe to Love Again how to release the pain of past relationships, and create the love you deserve. For more information, you can go to garysallier.com Gary, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen, for having me back in the fog with you. I was- <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome here in my foggy, cloudy world. Yes. This When I spoke with you last, no one had any way of Anticipating where we'd find ourselves now, and the landscape for love and relationship feels so much different than it was the last time I talked to you. What do you think is the the biggest challenge that this time is creating for all of us around our
0: relationships? Wow. Ah, that is a deep question, and I I remember when this thing first went down when in California when Gavin Newsom uh, put out the, the the edict that no one shall go out, right? (laughs) And uh, my son called me and said, so how's it feel being grounded? And I said, wow, it's been a while, you know, (laughs) uh, a little bit. And I thought for the next two hours, I said, what this is going to do, it's we at all relationships need a right that what I call separate, go out and do your work, you know, pursue your dreams to be a me, but to come back in, And to be a we, to have that home port in somebody's heart where it feels safe. And it's like breathing. You expand and you come back in and you expand and come back. This is the normal flow for both singles and couples, to be a me and a we. And I realized if if everybody's sheltering at home, it's going to mess with this something fierce. First off, singles are going to feel isolated in a way you can't imagine. And soon, you know, they're going to get all right to be a me and no place to explore. And soon, hopelessness is going to follow upon this. Uh, and then, for couples, I realized if you put couples in the same place and now you put the pressure cooker up of just always being a we, but mm-hmm. no me time, it's going to just supercook everyone. And that's pretty much been the case. I've had at least five couples come to me this year with 30 years under their bu- their buckle. Uh, saying it's, this is just too much. Um, we can't deal with our residual issues that we've dealt with all the time. So uh, what it does is it's creating hopelessness and real futility for singles, and it is creating massive amounts of pressure. Um, and if you add kids to it and you're homeschooling, it's, um, it's a lot. It's a lot for both sides.
1: How can we, with this being true, because we are, it is, although I I hope it is changing, it's not changing fast. We're in this for a while, at least as it seems mm-hmm. to me. How can we, while we're in the midst of this, create healthier spaces for ourselves and for the people we love, whether we're in relationship with them or it's our families or our kids? It. How can we get through this without all going nuts (laughs) that's
0: a good question we you know it is messing with what's foundational to our humanity um it's belonging What i'm talking to we are talking about something that's splitting humanity's need for belonging right down the, the the middle i mean if you think about it just in this past holiday season we're just getting over what are the holidays but celebrations at the core they're both religious and it's a lot about human belonging underneath that, getting to see family. I mean, how many of us ever imagined um, sharing Christmas with our kids on Zoom? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I never wanted to be the baby Zoom d- generation. Uh, <laughs> and I think what we have to do is pay close attention to how how do we reclaim our belonging at a time when Human content is being shredded by this invisible entity. Um and we've got to be far more conscious of it. And for couples especially, you know, they, we have used distractions, many, many distractions, to keep from dealing with the primary issues. And so under COVID, when you're in the place together, there's no place to be distracted. (laughs) You can't go out to the gym. You can't go out. It's always there. And for singles, it's more of a deal where um, a lot of singles have been playing this game from apps and uh, dating sites. Oh, there's always somebody out there. It's going to be easy. Swipe left, swipe left. Right? Uh, And what's happened is people are realizing that even relationships are more precious than this fear of missing out. Perhaps there's somebody else better there. And they're also finding out this whole idea that, Oh, I can be a me. I can be happy being single. And we can, this is not to say anything other than that, but it's also the fact that we also need people too. And it is highlighting that it is highlighting that, some people said, wow, I never expected. I'm going nuts. It's been six months. This is why we have a week, why we need a good primary relationship. So it's messing with belonging on both sides, not enough belonging and too much belonging, not enough connection. Even walking down the street in a grocery store, we want to see people smile, and we can't do that very readily with, with mask on, how no, can we?
1: And we stay back from each other, stay away from each other, right? Keep the six feet. How are you? What are you hearing from the people you work with who are singles? What are you hearing about how people are trying to date, trying to attract partners, or even sort of evaluate potential partners for a future when we could really get together in person? How's that going? What do you even do?
0: Well, there is a lot of hopelessness. Oh, my God, you know, my wolf and give it up. And then there are some people that are coming and say, hey, you know, if if this isn't the greatest time to date, maybe it's time to work on myself. Maybe it's time to to take this to take the, you know, the car off and put it on the rack, so to speak. So that when the roads are all fixed, so to speak, then we're good. And I'm seeing both. Now the fact of the matter is I love what you know, that people are working on themselves more. Uh, online telesummits and things like that are going better than ever. But it's still not the deep work. But some people, a lot of singles have come to me saying, I want to work. I want to get ready for when this is over. And others are feeling hopeless and disconnected, and they feel like they can never date. And they can, but what they have to do is what I say is COVID is, you know, there's a legitimate fear of what you can get out there. We don't even, you know, you're playing Russian roulette with a virus, basically, given the variety of uh, responses you get from your body, all the way from sniffles to dying. So it's important, and what couples need to realize is you can date, but you're going to have to be more conscious about it. If you're, if you, you know what I tell mine, you know, meet somebody and get to know them for two, three weeks on Zoom so you get a feel for their lifestyle. You can ask, So, how do you feel about wearing masks? And if they say, Oh, I wear them all the time, you know that might be somebody you can feel safe with they oh i hate that stuff then you might know something else but what they have to do is once you've had seven or eight 20 minute zoom dates and you've got to know you got to know each other then you can decide whether you want to explore a relationship and in order to do that you have to create what i call a preliminary couple bubble <laughs> mm. and now most couples have a bubble that keeps out outsiders and all that stuff i'm modifying that idea you know, that for it's temporary, it's not a full commitment, but it is a commitment to make sure that you cherish and protect each other's health. That means you will sit down and say, say, so what's your lifestyle? Okay. I'm willing to give up my Thursday night poker game with my eight buddies. Right. And she's willing to go give up, uh, you know, say, okay, then I won't go to this family reunion that meant so much to me and they create and they, they, for a couple of weeks and they really create a safe place so they can go out and now they can hold hands you know now they can kiss if they want to now according to whoever's out there you have to talk with a doctor see if there's anything that you know medically you know you might have to be more aware of but if you're if it's okay to take an acceptable risk and you have been able to to work with somebody what you're finding out is it's inviting people to create more of a wheel at the bat off the bat And the other thing that's cool about this is you're finding out uh, more quickly than normally if someone is real partner material, whether they can create a we. I said in my book that for singles, you're looking for signs of the we. Well, you're going to get it a lot earlier uh, during COVID because it's the only way to safely date if you do it this way.
1: Right. Is this a time when through loneliness or through isolation, people looking for partners might be ignoring red flags, especially a lot of your work has to do with how we can heal from that place where we've been hurt and, and be safe to look for love again. Because of these strange circumstances, are you finding that people are making poorer choices because this triggers all the old stuff or is it, are we making healthier choices?
0: I, I think uh the fear factor, people aren't making ir- 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 irrational too They're being more careful about this. Mm-hmm. Where it comes up with is a lot of people are still in the dating because love has gone away at some point. They 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 didn't get a full right to connect. And when this thing now that they're being forced to disconnect, it's really hitting home on those those earlier wounds. Mm. And uh sometimes it's like, oh, I just can't date. And it drives others to you really get a more avoided a pat- a patterning. But a lot of times it's, it's really heartbreaking when somebody says this just feels just like my childhood when my father was never there. The only difference is now I can't be with anyone. And I just feel just as alone being in my home as I, as I used to feel when I was up in my bedroom, hiding out from mom or dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it does a lot of replay, a lot of replay of old wounds, especially if we felt abandoned or disconnected. Um, and I think that's why a lot of the singles have reached out to me because it is shown it has shown them their core wounds that has been driving them to make these decisions to go you know maybe make poor choices. but because of you know the safety issues, they don't make them. And now the core wound is looking them straight in the eye, which is a good thing, because now they're seeing what really was driving them to make all those previously bad decisions.
1: You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Dr. Gary Salier. He is the author of Safe to Love Again how to release the pain of past relationships, and create the love you deserve. You can find out more about Gary and his work at GarySalyer.com. That's G-A-R-Y-S-A-L-Y-E-R dot com. So when we're in a place, whether as a single or a couple, and that core wound is triggered, Mm -hmm. we either I'm isolated or we can't get away from each other. Um, I can't I'm so I've been in my partnership for 34 years. My Mm -hmm. core wounds of I can never do anything right. Oh my gosh. It triggers the heck out of that. And my partner, my wife has wounds that are all her own that get triggered. So when we're in this place and we're just triggered as we could be, how do we start to step into that feeling of safety and being held and being able to take one step at a time how is it safe for us to
0: love okay that's a great question karen you know it's you know, what we're talking about in the, our conversation is for singles it's like the side of mercury that never gets everything is cold and then on the other side it's all hot right for compass, mm-hmm. right <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not you know no place in the middle so to speak now what i tell couples is it is a precious you're belonging you're you know we know that couples make uh, lots and lots of bids for attention and support. Uh, research scientists have, have videotaped couples just having a half hour of dinner together, and there can be up to two hundred bids, subtle and large, <laughs> right, for attention or support. Just a half an hour. Wow. So, but there, we're none of us have, you know, infinite resources and reservoirs of attention. <laughs> So if there's too if you're together all the time there's too many bits. And and what I tell couples is the first move is uh, there's a lot of feelings that are going to be uh circling in the relationship. Oh my god, I'm going to lose my career. Or what's going on financially? Or all, you know, what's going on with my grandmother who may have covid? All these things, right? And so what I say is that You have to make all, every emotion okay. No matter what it is, hopelessness, fear, anger, it's okay to make all uh, feelings okay. And there's there's a caveat to that. So you have to be able to make it okay. And it's okay for someone to be bouncing off walls, but only one person can be bouncing off walls at a time. Hmm. That's, that's what's most important, is you have, to have, you have to make some agreements up front, Karen. Every emotion is okay, and you hold space for each other. The greatest thing is, every day, couples in COVID should be having what I call a stress-reducing conversation. Stress-reducing conversations come out of couples research that asks, what is the big thing that keeps couples from regressing after they've done couples work? And they found out there was only one thing. And that was they talked about their feelings and they didn't fix each other. They just felt each other. And those couples that did that for 10 minutes a day afterwards, they just did it naturally. They found out for some couples, they kept the pressure from getting inside the relationship. They disfused the emotions. But those that didn't process the feelings, the pressure got in emotionally and then it starts coming out sideways as conflict. Or distance, or whatever it is, right? That is bothering the couple. So you make every okay, every emotion okay, and you have it. You set a time that both people can share, and it just looks like, "Honey, you know, how was your day? Oh my God, you know the PowerPoint went terrible, you know, and I did couldn't get find it, and I was afraid. Oh my lord, if I don't have do really well in this meeting, I'm going to uh, lose my job." And the person doesn't say. Well, did you you do a control-alt-delete on your (laughs) computer? (laughs) You know, what they say is, God, that must have been terrible. What else were you feeling? Oh, my God, I I was so frustrated and angry. That must have been terrible. I mean, what was the worst part of that? Oh, my God, I wanted to string up the IT department for giving me this new operating system. (laughs) You know, that must have been horrible. They did that before? Just before you got on? Yes. Oh, my. What, what Horrible timing. I'm so sorry. You know, you just process. Oh, yeah. And what else were you feel? You know, is there any backstory to that? If you do that, it keeps this pressure. The other thing is you have to have me time and you're going to have to negotiate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you sit down and you say where and you plan out the me time. Me time is what I call a no bid zone. It doesn't mean you, you walk out to get your your coffee and you see them in the next room in the chair that's marked for me time. And you go, you know, I I see you there. Can I, can I ask you where the salt is? (laughs) 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 Uh, Not that I would ever do that. No, of course uh, not. No, (laughs) of course not. (laughs) But you just, you, there could be times or places or signals where somebody and you decide, okay, this is me time. If you have kids, then you decide, okay, who gives the other parent a break while, while the others get a break? How do the kids get a break and have some me time from each other? You got to sit down and, and, and decide what are the signals, times, and places uh, that you can have at least a half hour to an hour a day of me time, bid free. And you have to honor that. And the third one is you got to remember to share positive feelings. It's not enough just to share the negative ones, but remember why you are together. And sh- there's been research to show that couples in negative downward cycles with as little as two to three weeks of sharing a positive feeling of gratitude or appreciation once a day can in- can immediately have an upward effect. Now, there's a format for how you say that. You don't say, well, I really, you know, it was really great. I really appreciate you cooked breakfast, right? What you do is you give the trait and an example. You could say, honey, you know, I really, you're really a great partner. Like last night when uh, I had to, you know, to really deal with my mom and you took over the homeschooling, that felt really great. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's so you share positive feelings once a day and you give an example. That's the key. If you just list the trait. But those are the three things that you can do. And then of course, if it's, if there are deeper issues, you know, like with couples that come with me, then, then it's time to look at, you know, the core issues that are separate. Every, you know, I talk in the book about rights and we tend to be attracted and coupled with people who give us this old experience of maybe feeling unworthy or disempowered or, you know, not so cherished or unwelcome. And some part of our brain is has learned to be safe with this negative feeling, and we pick them for that feeling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a time, it's a COVID is saying, Oh, it's time to rework that. It's time to rework that. And how do you give each other the good feelings you both want? So it can be that, but just for everybody out there, I think these first three will, things I've said will give every couple, um, you know, a much better chance of handling COVID. What do you think, Karen?
1: I think so, yes. And I, and I can also hear how the kind of empathetic opening to other people might be useful for singles as they're talking to potential, what might be potential partners or companions, that that same willingness to listen even though the context is different, could also be helpful there. Because when we can't just jump into the old rituals we used to do around dating or mating, it does open a space for that deeper kind of exploration.
0: So It does. It does. I actually, this is one of the most beautiful things. I had a young man come to me and COVID was kind of tearing into his relationship. And he started implementing this thing about, you know, instead of swiping left, swipe down, go deep, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was the, the greatest thing he said, you know, because he's a young man, and this was his real first serious relationship. And he says, you know, I learned something. He says, I used to do a lot more swiping left, and he says, and we just made love. And he says, you know, it really is a lot better when you get to know him. Mm-hmm. Now, what a beautiful thing for a young man in his late 20s to learn. Yeah. You know he'll never swipe left like that again.
1: <laughs> so, how can our listeners get to know you appropriately in every way appropriately? How can they get to know you? What can they find on your website? And I know you've got a cool free gift that's kind of for the single women in the audience.
0: Okay, uh, for the single women, it's called you know, it's a it's about how to stop attracting. An emotionally unavailable man and and it's a I have a little transformational journey that's seven you know ten minute videos and a PDF that help prepare your heart so you are no longer attracting the uh emotionally unavailable man and your heart is prepared to uh, attract the emotionally available man. If you go to garysalyer.com, G-A-R-Y-S-A-L-Y-E-R.com dot com forward slash available, like an available emotionally available man, you just sign up there and you'll get these seven beautiful videos. And, and there's a little PDF that show you the signs that every um, every um, emotionally unavailable man, it would also be women too, by the way. <laughs> I can't help but show, but uh, give off. And this way, you don't have to partner ever again with someone who can't reflect back their feelings or prioritize or commit. And of course, if you go to GarySire.com you can reach out to me you can contact me there and there's also another free gift on my front page that if is your if you're a couple or if you're uh you know more on the male side of things there's a free gift there too but for the single woman um that's my newest one and a lot of women have said it's really a beautiful experience they've gained a lot they feel more prepared to date
1: wonderful gary thank you for coming back on the show that's a good conversation thank you
0: Thank you, Karen. And it's, and just thank you for being the wonderful, beautiful, conscious soul you are. Um, it's, a, it's just an honor to be with you, Karen, and to be a part of supporting you and your community.
1: Thank you. That is Dr. Gary Salyer. He is the author of Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. You can find out more about Gary and find that free gift, the Find Your Emotionally Available Man Transformational Journey. That's available for you at GarySalyer.com. That's G A R Y s-a-l-y-e-r.com if you want that free gift you just add on slash available and there it all is for you and of course you're always welcome at karenhager.com that's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events and you're even free to book a private session with me there if you are so inclined thank you for listening today together we are spreading a little more light in the world And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.